0: Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate
1: Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on Core Temp Arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute, are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to Podstalgic, a podcast where we take a nostalgic look at movies new and old. For this episode, we're doing a new release. Uh, This one, we're covering Beauty and the Beast, the 2017 movie. And joining me for this re- review are uh, Niza and a girl who is called Frosty from the Horror Club. How you doing, ladies?
0: Good. How are you, Peter?
1: Doing good, doing good. Um, I'm ready ready to talk about this uh this new movie. Uh just a little bit about the movie. It's directed by Bill Condon and it stars Emma Watson as Belle, Dan Stevens as Beast, Luke Evans as Gaston, uh Josh Gad as LeFou, Kevin Klein as Maurice, the father, um, Ewan McGregor as Lumiere, and Ian McKellen as Cogsworth. And we'll just kind of, well, actually, you know what? How about Emma Thompson as uh, Mrs. Potts? And we'll just leave it at that for now. Uh, but before we go further, ladies, why don't you um, tell, the, tell the listeners a little bit about, uh, you know, your podcast and what you guys do there? Sure. Um,
0: I'll let Nisa talk, since... This is her first time on your show, and I've already been on a couple of times already. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty stoked to be on. a nostalgic now. Um, the horror
2: club is a group of three girls who talk about a plethora of things. Uh, we're very sassy, and it's um, we talk about a little bit of K-pop, a little bit of pop culture, and a lot of opinions.
1: Yeah, it's a great listen. I've been on uh, at least a couple times. You guys introduced me to uh, a lot of K-pop music, and I've been enjoying uh, a lot of that. So uh, definitely check out The Horror Club. Uh, the show notes will have your guys' uh, Twitter and iTunes link and all that good stuff. Um So we're going to do a non-spoiler review in the beginning here. And then I'll play a trailer, and then we're just gonna kind of talk about what we thought uh, about the new release movie, uh, filled with spoilers. And we're probably gonna talk um, talk about some of the the differences between the animated movie and the live version as well. So to kick it off, why don't you guys, um, you know, kind of give me your initial uh, initial thoughts of the movie? It
0: was magical. I cried, like, a lot. Yeah, yeah, you
2: actually really did cry a lot during, like, a lot during that movie.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you noticed, Peter, but yeah, I was pretty much bawling the whole time. It was everything I wanted and more. Oh my god. And, uh,
2: it sticks true to the original, so you can sing along to the movie, which is what we did.
0: Yeah, we, we sing a lot. Yeah.
1: For me, I, I don't have any uh, ties to this movie from my childhood. Uh, I know a lot of people do. Uh, the first time I actually watched Beauty and the Beast, the 1991 version, was actually about six months ago when I reviewed it for this podcast with the Ladies of the uh, the Cutaways podcast, uh, which I encourage listeners to check that out. It was a great review. Um, I had a, a good time on there. So going into this movie, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations. Um, I've kind of... I've been, you know, kind of lukewarm on all of these live action movies. I, th- I thought they, you know, they were kind of fine. Um So going into this, I just kind of expected to be, you know, just kind of what most of these live adaptations have been. Um But watching the movie, I was uh, pleasantly surprised, actually. I uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. The animated version on that review, I I gave it a pretty good uh, rating. I enjoyed that uh, quite a bit as well. And for some of the very minor nitpicks I had about the animated movie, I felt the live action, they actually kind of not corrected it, but they gave me more of what I was wanting out of the animated version. So I did really like this movie a lot.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely like how they answered a lot of questions. On the show, or I mean, on the movie.
2: I just wanted to say that, uh, Peter, you were lukewarm. We were all about Luke Evans. (laughs) It was great to see more background to Belle and um, the Beast. I liked how we were able to see... Kind of like we had a more feel of how terrible of a person he was previously. Like how self... Um, self-loving he was, um, and with Belle we got to understand more about like family
0: stuff going on with her, and also some continuity issues with uh, timelines and all that were answered.
1: So uh, earlier today, I saw—I think I saw an article on Facebook about how there was some outrage. Um, that they changed the sexual orientation of a character. And we're not going to reveal that character at this moment, but I wanted to get you guys' thoughts. For me, it made sense, and I don't I don't see what the problem was about it, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see a problem with it either. It was actually pretty obvious to me when I had actually seen the original Disney cartoon that they either you know that it was either an intense bromance or th- this character was actually gay you know so it it actually just like made it a lot more entertaining to see it more defined than just hidden beneath the the ink i guess is how you would say it
2: if you watch the original and you this they just expanded on the character i mean they it makes a lot of sense because when you watch the um, animated version that this character would also be homosexual. So I just feel like they just expanded on on it more than probably what a lot of people were expecting.
1: Yeah. And not only did they change that, um, I kind of, I really liked how diverse the cast was as well.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely love the diversity that they did on the show. You know, Diver- like- wait a second, diversity—there was not an Asian in sight. Well, it's France. <laughs> they can't. They had to be historically accurate, okay? Oh my God, Misa, mm-hmm. would you have preferred it if Mrs. Potts was Asian because she's fine China? Right, right. <laughs> yes, God damn it, yes. <laughs> No, I, I liked the diversity that was there because I, I felt that it was true to the era.
1: So obviously we want to talk a little bit more about the, this, you know, I, I know we're all holding back, uh, you know, with the spoilers and stuff like that, but on IMDb, uh, it currently has a rating of seven. Do you guys agree with that rating?
0: Seven? Yeah, that's pretty low.
1: Yeah. You think it should be higher?
0: Yeah. Yeah, It should be like, Wait, what's the highest on IMDb?
1: Uh, highest would be out of 10.
0: Oh, um it should be at least a 9.
1: Really? That high. Yes. Okay. And and also you guys are you guys are also speaking as uh, big fans of the original obviously.
2: Yeah. Yes. There was okay. there was some slight disappointments in it, but it wasn't so big that it really affected how well the movie was done.
0: I think we can actually talk about what Nisa's disappointment was because it's not that big of a like a spoiler. spoiler. Yeah. Okay. Um Niza, what what really pissed you off about this movie? Okay, so one other part, the biggest disappointment
2: was there was no swing from ladders. Um there was a couple of opportunities which is pretty iconic. Yeah, which is pretty iconic. Um there was a couple of opportunities that were missed and there was even a teasing. And that really disappointed
0: me. That's why the movie's a nine not a ten. Yeah, that was that's, pretty uh, bad if they still teased
1: good. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know that, that's the funny thing too, because this movie does run over a little two hours and I can't imagine that maybe they didn't do that just because like they were running low on time or something, because you just kinda said it, it's a pretty iconic scene. But maybe it's something that they probably couldn't have done as well as the animated or the animation. So they just didn't do it.
0: Yeah, my thought was maybe like she had gotten hurt while they had attempted it. And then they were just like, OK, no, never mind. We'll just cut that out. Nobody cares about that. And then, <laughs> and then, somewhere, <laughs> and then somewhere in some reality needs this going. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a possibility for sure. Um. Okay, so uh, I thought, uh, I thought the movie did um, the animation justice uh, for uh, for the adaptation aspect of it. I guess uh, the acting I think was pretty good all around. The only issue I might have might be the casting of Emma Watson for Belle. Uh, what are your guys' take on it?
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I love Emma Watson. She was very good in the Harry Potter series as Hermione, and then I loved her in The Perks of Being a Wallflower. It's just I would have preferred a much older actress to play her. Well, maybe not much older, but a little bit older, because I'm I'm still feeling that she was a little bit young compared to Luke Evans, Gaston, and um. What was his name again? Dave Stevens? Uh, Daniel. Ste- Dan oh, Dan. Stevens. Daniel. Dan. <laughs> Dan Stevens. Um, Prince Beast. Prince Adam.
1: Right. Uh. Yeah. I agree with you. I wonder if it's something where I can't separate her from Hermione. So I feel like she's always that that uh, young girl from the movies. Uh, you know, kind of growing up. Um. But watching the movie, I was kind of thinking like maybe. Um, I don't know if they're any older than her, but they at least look more mature. But Daisy Ridley, uh, you know, from Force Awakens and, um, Courtney Eaton from the Mad Max movie. Um, so I don't know if you guys had like any other actresses you thought that maybe could have, could have, uh, looked, looked a little more mature, uh, as Belle.
0: Uh, do you have an actress in mind that would have been good for Belle?
2: No, actually, I thought that as a kind of a quote unquote it girl, She's probably the best pick out of all of them. Um, oh, okay. As Emma Watson, as a person, embodies a very like smart, strong young lady, so I think that she fit that character very well. I don't know.
0: I I okay. kind of feel I kind of feel like they they cast her as that because it was similar to Hermione. You know, because I mean, when you think about it. In the movie version of Harmony, not not the book version, obviously, because in the book version she's not supposed to be so pretty, um, you know, she is a social outcast because she is so smart, and it just didn't seem that much of a stretch for me, Emma Watson to play. However, she did end up winning me over, and I, she did start to embody what Belle was, but I, I still think I would have preferred a little bit older of an actress. Maybe. Um, yeah. Oh
2: gosh, who would be a good one? You also have to remember that you you wanted a mature actress, but the actual Belle is a sixteen-year-old girl. How
0: new.
1: Yeah, but then, gosh, but but uh, Luke Evans and Daniel Stevens—they just look so so much older. Yeah. You know? And that is Hollywood, though. You know, they do that.
2: But Frosty, you wanted <laughs> historical factual movie. It was historically okay. Well, it, back then, it was acceptable for young women to marry older men.
0: Mm. Oh, you know what? Uh, Natalie Portman. No. Yeah.
1: Oh, too no. old.
0: She's got too old. I'm not Natalie Portman. I'm sorry.
1: Fine. Yeah. I, I mean, I could see it. I, I feel she'd be more in line with the ages of the, you know, your two male leads, I guess, but.
2: If this was a comedy, I would say, um, what's her name? New girl. What's her name? Zoe Deschanel.
1: <laughs> no. Zoe no Deschanel is,
0: is better for Snow White. That's true. Oh, wait. Um, Dakota Johnson. The Fifty Shades of Grey Girl. <laughs> oh, God. Now we're just getting oh, ridiculous.
1: Gosh. All right, let's let's move on from the casting here. Uh, I feel, uh, yeah, you know, maybe maybe now we'll just go ahead and play that little trailer and get into the spoilers and uh, differences in the movie. Uh, And before we do that, I'm assuming we all recommend the movie?
0: Yes. Yes, recommend the movie. Ten times over. I'm actually going to take my mom to see it tomorrow. Everybody should watch it. Okay. Everyone who is a big
2: fan of Disney and Beauty and the Beast you know if your
0: number one girl on disney was Belle, definitely need to watch even if she's not your number one girl go watch it because my number one used to be jasmine i like um cinderella
1: yeah for me you know be uh, again i have no ties to beauty and the beast i recommend this movie uh it gave me all the feels you know i'll be honest with you i was pretty invested in this one and again, having only seen both movies uh, just the one time. So at this point, I'll go ahead and play a trailer. So that way you, the listener, if you haven't yet um, gotten a chance to see the movie, go ahead, pause right here. Go watch the movie and then come back for the spoilers and listen to us talk about the differences. So last chance. Here we go.
0: I want adventure in the great white somewhere. Hello. I
1: wanted more than I can tell. Come into the light for once it might be grand what if she is the one do have someone
2: understand please to meet you i want so much more than they've got planned
1: disney's beauty and the beast rated pg and we're back. So that was it. That was your warning to pause the episode. We will now get into some differences and thoughts, uh, about that. So off the bat, uh, what do you guys think about the very beginning where we actually see, uh, pretty much a flashback of how it all started with, um, uh, Prince Adam? He kind of casts away a older woman who's just kind of seeking refuge because of the weather. Uh, this explains why he kind of turns, well, not turns, but um, why he kind of imprisons Maurice later on in the movie.
0: Yeah, because if one old lady curses you, and then you get an old man walking in, you're going to be suspicious of old people and their flowers. (laughs) Um, But... The only thing, the only problem that I had with it was while they were narrating the story, which, I mean, I thought it was beautifully choreographed and it, it was what I had expected would happen because I I wanted to know more about what he was like before he was turned into the beast. The only thing that I hated was I didn't like the narrator, and Niza, I think, agrees with me on that. Niza, tell me what uh, you thought was was stupid about the narration.
2: Well, first off, the narration really started out very good. Um towards the end it was I felt like it was more mocking than actual seriousness though when she said um, what's the famous line that she says at the end who could ever learn to love a beast yeah who could ever learn to love a beast she said it very excitedly instead of uh, you know that low growl that you get from the adaptation which is what I pointed out to Frost and I said I don't like the way she said beast <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I wasn't a fan of the narration, but the, the how it played out on the story itself, I I did like. I just I didn't really like the narration. I think I think it should have stayed more true to the cartoon in the narration.
2: Mm-hmm. And it was in the beginning, it started to, but at the, towards the end, it it was more lighthearted than a darker feel, which is what you got in the animation.
1: Okay. Um another thing I noticed uh, that was different is the way they uh, portrayed uh, the beast. In the movie, they made him a little bit more educated. You know, he even makes a comment that he had an expensive um uh, education. And in the animated version, he he is a beast by nature because you know, he, I guess he was uh, kind of young, you know, when he was transformed. And just wasn't really quite home trained. So this one, he's more, more uh, an educated prince, I guess.
0: Well, I think he had some education in the cartoon. I mean, it's kind of implied. You can't be a beast, shut up all day, and not read any of those books that were in that huge library. I think it it more more or less just pointed it out to us that he he had an education and that he's a better. ...suited person for Belle than Gaston. You know, because when you're you're watching the cartoon... ...you don't really pick up on who's good for you and who's bad for you. You know, and I think that because this movie was trying to cater more to to a more wider range... ...that's why they decided to go a little deep with it... ...and then put in that he had an education. And then people can go, oh, this guy has an education... He's much better for Belle than Gaston is. I mean, just because Gaston is pretty and Luke Evans, you know, we can, we can like, we can like the Beast better because he's educated and he and Belle have similar interests. Yeah, there was more of a connection.
2: You felt more of a chemistry and a connection with the Beast and Belle rather than
0: what you got from
2: the animation
0: and i i think it might have also been because of the whole stockholm syndrome thing like they kind of wanted to make it look like no it's not completely stockholm syndrome because they have similar interests (laughs) he has that
2: personality she fell in love with his personality
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you see i i really do buy their chemistry in the movie um i liked it quite a bit actually Uh, Gaston you know you guys kind of mentioned him I I kind of like what they did with him because they really turned him uh, more uh, more of a villain uh, because in the movie adaptation he he kind of leaves Maurice to die uh, out in the forest
0: yeah I I was actually kind of shocked by that scene like I was just like oh my god are they really gonna do that and then I was I was like it was, it was a neat surprise because I was like, okay, what's going to happen here now then that he's, he's like, you know, tied up? I, I thought that maybe there would have been, like, a, a weird thing where maybe Bella and the Beast, like, let him in, back in the castle with them or something like that. Like, they happened to come across him or something. I don't know. I was kind of hoping that would happen. But, but then they, they kind of did that tie-in towards the end. I just want to say that I, I ain't even mad at Luke Evans. I at him. Okay, well, Nisa doesn't have a heart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so I speaking of the acting in the movie, Luke Evans was amazing, and I really truly yeah, yeah, enjoyed how they got him to sing in the movie. That was that was pretty much a big highlight in the movie for me was that they got him to sing in the, for the movie. But um one thing that I just couldn't get over is that Luke Evans just isn't a bad guy for me. So when the whole, you know, him being trying to be a bad guy, I couldn't buy it. I just couldn't. When he was, you know, acting arrogant and stuff like that, that stuff made me laugh and I enjoyed it, but I just couldn't see him as a big bad guy.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, oh, I'm, I'm Team Beast. <laughs> Team Beast. Like, okay. like, the well, minute- I'm, t- I'm Team Beast too, but I'm just saying, I just couldn't, I just couldn't. Yeah. Now, like the minute he came on the screen, I was like, I would do him.
1: <laughs> well, okay then. Yeah. Uh, what I liked, you know, we kind of uh, mentioned this in the non-spoiler, I believe, but um, maybe it was off mic. But either way, uh, the the difference with Bell in the in the movie version, they they they, they kind of changed Maurice um, from being an inventor to more of an artist. And I guess Belle is somewhat of an inventor herself where she makes, like, the, the, the washing machine, you know, so she can read books. And, you know, she always assists uh, Maurice, uh, you know, in fixing things. Like, we see him, like, fixing, uh, I, I think it's a clock, you know, early on in the movie. So it just shows that not only does she, is she book smart... She's also pretty handy herself, so just kinda to kinda emphasize on how strong of a character that Belle is.
0: Yeah, I I actually liked how they did that because it kind of made you see that they have more of a connection where in the cartoon Maurice was kind of like a bibbling idiot and and then you're kinda like you kind of feel sorry for Belle having to put up with him. You're like, oh geez, I wish some beast would kidnap her because geez, because uh, her father's such a crackpot. But in this one, you know, you could you could tell that they had more of a connection, that they completed each other. You know that there was an actual father daughter relationship rather than oh he's a he's an idiot and I have to be with him so that he won't forget to put his pants on in the morning. I loved the original
2: <laughs> Papa though.
0: Just like I love the Sultan Aladdin,
2: the short fat old man, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the comedic papa who can't get his shit together, that's hilarious to me.
1: <laughs> the um w- what I do like about uh, some of the other differences were uh, like Lumiere, you know, they gave him legs, and I thought that was actually pretty cool. And I read on IMDb that uh, Ewan McGregor actually did some of the um uh, the mocap for Lumiere.
0: Yeah, I, I like I like those subtle changes because it kind of you know like showed like how they they were slowly becoming objects, like it wasn't just a, a total thing, you know. Like so that's why he had to have legs. Well, hang on. Okay, sorry, I thought it was going to stop recording again. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Yeah. So I, I like how they kind of tried to make them look more human because then it was going to show how they were... It emphasized more when they became inanimate, is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, to, to add to that, that's another change they did in the movie, is that every time... A rose petal falls you know things happen like they they do become uh, a little less human and also um, parts of the castle start breaking apart which kind of explains the end of the movie
0: yeah i actually liked that that change to it that you know like as the petals slowly fall like everything starts to slowly change a bit too you know, and then eventually he's just going to be this guy with all these inanimate objects, and he's probably going to be stuck in the forest because it's like, hey, I'm a beast forever now. You know, I don't get to live in a and, castle anymore.
1: Right. Uh, also, um, the 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 scene where Bell goes to the West Wing, you know, and finds like the family portrait and all of that. We get this backstory where. Um, his uh, the prince's mother uh, died from um, what was it from she was dying from something
0: um she could have been dying from the plague I mean we know that Bell's mother died from the plague and the way that he could identify what you know like the doctor's mask in in Bell's old house kind of made me think that maybe his mother died of the plague too and that's why okay. he was able to identify that in in um in Bell's house, but they didn't really say what his mother died of, but they did say what Bell's mom died of but I, I just assumed plague
2: yeah that that would mean a, a a more connection yeah to their two characters too
1: okay, so in the animated movie they in the in the cartoon it's we we kind of get the sense that um the beast was always just kinda well not always but he's He's mean, but in the movie, they explain why he's mean. You know, with his mom not being around, his father took care of him and his father was kind of known to be a bad guy. And that's kind of how he is now. And I do like the moment where I think it was Mrs. Potts. She explains, uh, you know, that they, they kind of, they kind of blame themselves that, that when Adam, when Prince Adam was kind of being raised, that they kind of like, they never stepped in to say anything. You know, they just kind of, kind of let let him be. So the way he is, uh, behavior wise, that they they kind of think it's their fault.
0: Yeah, I I liked how they kind of tried to explain why he was the way that he is. You know, and it's it's actually something that they do a lot in movies where they always have that the mom is is the sweet one, and that's where he gets his sweetness from. But then the dad is this hard ass and. And the minute the mom dies, he has to become all, you know, twist, as Mrs. Potts said, twisted up and, and hateful, too, like his dad is.
1: Now, do you guys think that uh, maybe they overexplained too many things in this movie?
0: No, I, I don't think so. I think they, they gave me all the answers that I wanted, and even, like, a few that I didn't know that I wanted, but I was thoroughly entertained throughout the whole movie in fact i have nothing bad to say about this movie the only reason that i give it a nine is because i agree with Niza that she should have been on that <laughs> she should have been swinging off that ladder yeah like <laughs> a pro
1: yep all we needed was a ladder scene so i'm sure somebody can do a fan edit you know just add another 30 seconds of the, the s- swinging ladder <laughs>
0: yeah and then and then it'll be perfect
1: all right uh now w- what about the ending let's let's talk about the ending and some of the changes there uh, we got a nice moment where LeFou actually turns um, on uh, Gaston which I don't think we actually even discussed yet that he is the one that they made gay so, so you know no surprise right it, yeah. it makes sense
0: yeah we definitely didn't touch on that uh, LeFou was the one who who they made gay and i I love that he actually decided to turn against Gaston after that because i always feel bad for characters who blindly love somebody who clearly will never love them and i love it when when they give them their strength back when when you know like when that person realizes okay this guy is a is a jerk and he never will love me so now i need to you know gather my shit and you know like change sides or whatever so I I did like how he he became uh you know like he was team Gaston and then he moved to team Beast you know but he kind of he kind of always seemed like that though a little bit because like I don't know if you noticed in the beginning when he was when he was singing with Gaston as they were coming to the Beast to you know to get the Beast he said we're we're like, uh we're about to release a beast, but it's not the one that we expect or something like that. And that was a referred to Gaston rather than the beast that they were actually gonna go hunt.
1: Yeah, I, I think Bell even makes a comment to to that, calling calling him the monster. Um what what about the uh I just
2: wanted to say that um I really enjoyed when he was singing the Gaston song. And he decided to lift up his shirt. (laughs) Nobody bites like a stop. Yeah. Nobody bites like a stop. That was the best part.
1: That was pretty interesting. (laughs) Um, What do you guys think about Agatha slash the Enchantress?
0: I actually like that she kind of had a little bit more of a role in the movie. Yeah. You kind of wonder what what happened to the Enchantress after she cast the spell on him. So I kind of like that she had to step in there at the end and, um... <coughs> where she had to step in there at the end and then, you know, like, complete the the love spell or whatever to turn him back to human. Because I always, I I always do wondered wo- what happened to her after that. Right.
1: I do wonder why was she, like, um... Uh, I guess making visits to like Belle's village, you know, uh, as the the little uh, spinster. What sp- what what is it that Gaston calls her? Uh,
0: spinster. Yeah, spinster.
1: Spinster. Yeah. So so I was wondering why does she keep appearing there? Like, did she know that Belle was going to be like the one?
0: I don't think she knew that Belle was going to be the one. I mean, maybe she had some speculation on it. But I kind of think she hung around because maybe she, like Mrs. Potts and all the other people, realized that Prince Adam wasn't that bad, and maybe if he wasn't able to find that person who loved him, maybe she would have stepped in later on and then, well, Niso almost died. Um, maybe she would have stepped in later on and then turned him back into a human, or gave him another ultimatum or something like that.
1: Okay. Huh, interesting.
0: Or, or she's just some weird weirdo who likes to watch her plants unfurl or something like that. I don't know.
2: I think, I think as an enchanter, she might have known a little bit what what was going to happen. She, I mean, she didn't turn the, turn Adam into a beast just for him to die a lonely life. You know, he, she wanted him to change. So I think maybe she saw Belle. Knew that Belle was different from everyone else and knew
0: that Belle was going to make a change. Another thing, too, that okay. I'm actually kind of wondering now, um, it just came to mind, is how it had talked about how they had put a spell on the town so that the town didn't even remember the palace. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering, right. like, maybe Belle and, and Prince Adam had met previously. Maybe maybe she went to one of his balls at one point or something and he dissed her. Yeah. You know, and and then of course he wouldn't remember her because she wasn't that pretty and then the enchantress might have seen it and then she was like, "No, these people need to be together." <laughs> I shipped them. She, she shipped them.
2: <laughs> that
0: would be us if we were
2: enchantresses. We we're like, "Fuck this. We're going to make a change." Yeah. <laughs> uh
1: yeah, that, that was another thing that they kind of did too, uh, like the village folk, uh, they knew some of the, the staff, you know, that um, lived in the castle as well. Uh, what about the, the end scene, um, the, I guess the face-off between Gaston and, and the Beast?
2: I, I liked how it, it pretty much stuck to the original.
0: hmm Yeah, when, when he grabbed that piece of the castle. Yep. To bash him over the head with, I was getting flashes of the cartoon. Right. I was like, yes.
2: When the beast was climbing mm-hmm. and Gaston was jumping everywhere.
0: Yeah. The only thing that they didn't do right was the stabbing. Oh, yeah. I was upset that he they was inserted, not stabbed. They inserted a gun. Yeah. Instead of a knife. I'm not a fan of gun violence. He could have gotten stabbed instead.
1: Yeah, I I think the for me when I watched the animated version, like the stabbing, I thought I was like, wow, this is interesting. They're actually showing that in a Disney uh, movie, uh, or, or at least a cartoon at the time. And so I don't know, I so I like that change in here because it's a little less violent, uh, or at least it doesn't appear as barbaric. I guess you know the the uh, the motion of the stabbing. I think just uh, looks a little. A little bit more violent to, to kids. Uh, which I gotta say, like this movie is also P G and I'm sure the animated version is probably rated G. But how old do you think the youngest, like, an audience member can go to and not be scared?
2: Um hmm. I would probably say like six seven. Six, seven?
1: Yeah, I say about seven or eight. Like Maybe this is uh, something I should have brought up earlier in the (laughs) non-spoiler. But yeah, I'd probably say about seven or eight. I I think it's pretty good. Um, Do you guys have any other last comments to add to this?
2: That growl, though. Yeah, that growl, though.
1: That came out of nowhere.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was crazy. Oh, and yes, Frosty was throwing a fit. She was throwing a fit when she saw LeFou dancing with a girl. And then I was like just wait for it. he's going to dance with the guy that dresses up as a girl. And then it happened. I knew.
1: <laughs> yeah. I you know I I got to be honest like um uh, okay, this is a Disney movie. It's a family movie. You know, it's 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 definitely for all ages, right? It's for the new generation who's never seen the original. It's for uh, I'm gonna say us, uh, to not include me because you know I didn't grow up on it, but like us, our generation also grew up on this movie. This movie is predictable at times, you know, even with the new subtle changes that they made, and I'm okay with it. Like you know, you still got to remember it is a family movie, but uh, overall, I think everything worked just fine. I thought this was really good. Uh, the difference in t- uh d- time, like time length of uh, for both movies is probably about what, 40 minutes, I think? 40, 45 minutes? I would watch both of them still. Um, I don't know if I can make a sound division, uh, decision as to which one I would prefer, uh, but I do both like them quite a bit. The, the movie adaptation answers the questions I did have while reviewing the animated version. So, you know, because I have no nostalgic ties to the 91 version, maybe I would lean more towards this one. But I feel that the um, the staff, you know, the inanimate objects, I, I think they're better kind of highlighted and focused on in the animated version.
0: I, I kind of feel like you can't have one without the other. Like, I think maybe the, the cartoon version is good for when you're... A child, a child, That's yeah, okay. like it's a like a things. like a younger child, and then as you get older, you you know, and you you get into the age that me and Nisa are, you know, like we're late twenties, almost thirties. God damn it! Um <laughs> We need more adultness. We in need, the movie. yeah, we need more adultness <laughs> in the movie. We need more adult content. I
1: yeah, guess more like
0: depth to t- the Caribbean. more, yeah, more tongue in cheek, more depth, more. More reasons to believe that these two people could be in love, and then that's why we we both liked the the live action as well because it it kind of like catered to to how how we feel now, I guess. Adults. Yeah, and then of, of course that growl, you know, <laughs> we we kind of guess what that implies. You know, it was a, it was a very adult joke. <laughs> yes, it was a very oh very sure. With a little bit oh yeah, there. I mean, it- <laughs>
1: And then, like earlier on in, in the movie too where like chip asks you know mrs. Potts about like a certain reference and she wouldn't tell him so there's there's definitely things like that for for the grown-ups um, in my opinion I think if you're a purist you may not like this movie if you're open to different interpretations and um, you know different changes you know which I am, I totally welcomed all of that, you know, like, like the moment when Belle sacrifices herself, uh, you know, for her father, they do it differently in this one. You know, she kind of jumps into the cell and throws him out. Um, you know, as opposed to just saying, Hey, you can take me instead and Beast being okay with it. So I definitely was okay with the changes. I'm not going to say the changes were better. Um, you know, I still like both movies, so I, I kind of agree with you guys. That's a good point you make. That uh, for being older, that these changes are probably more for that. Yeah,
0: definitely. I, I feel like this w- this movie was kind of like a tribute to us younger kids who had who had seen the movie when it first came out, the animated film. You know, it's like, oh yes, we're gonna give you all the scenes that you love. But here's a little bit extra because we know that you're older now. Right.
2: Because, I mean, if you noticed in the movie, the songs were done very similar to the original. But yet they had added more to songs.
0: The only thing that I'm not cool with is I have seen a Broadway version of Beauty and the Beast. And they had one song in the Broadway version of Beauty and the Beast, which um, was called If I Can't Love Her. And that's like my, my most favorite, like, I guess, it, I, I don't know what it would be like, I love this person, but they're never gonna love me, so I might as well just die song. Like, it's, it's just my go-to whenever I feel depressed. And they didn't put it in this movie. But you know what? The beast is song in this movie still made you cry. So you yeah, can't it, play. it did. But it didn't have the power that if I can't love her. Oh, you would have been just sobbing uncontrollably. If, if 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 he if if Dan Stevens had sung if I can't love her, I would have died. Like <laughs> I would have been over, I died. would have just died. But that's that's that's, that's just me. <laughs>
1: All right, so I, I think that's it. You know, we're just going to kind of keep it uh simple and sweet uh for this episode. It's, it's not going to be, you know, uh like full in depth. Um definitely uh go watch it. We all uh, enjoyed it. But hopefully if you're listening to this point, you've already seen the movie. <laughs> um but that's it. I want to thank Yeah, I I want to thank both of you for uh for joining me uh late Late, late, late uh, for this review. Um, I had a lot of fun, and uh, wish it was earlier so we could definitely dive into it a little bit more. But, um, but, but thanks again. Why don't you guys tell the listeners uh, again where they can find the Horror Club?
2: All right. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Snapchat, <laughs> Snapchat. It's too late. <laughs> Snapchat, um, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can also check up our main website carclub.podbean.com or you can pretty much get us on any podcasting app
0: or any of your favorite podcasting apps that you can find, such as iTunes and SoundCloud.
1: Yep. Okay, and for me, I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at Paulstalgic uh you can find my content at cortepartsd.com along with other great shows uh which actually I have another show called we got 5 that you can also find there uh TV8 my brain where there's a rotating line of uh hosts who cover different uh TV shows if that is something you're into um I think that that's uh, pretty much all I got. You know, you can find me on the Twitter, which I already mentioned. I want to give a shout out to uh, all the podcasts under the movie Pod Squad. We are all very supportive of one another. And that's it. I think that the next episode, which I usually don't throw out, but will be the 1995 version or coverage of the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, anticipating the release of. Power Rangers.
2: Yeah. So, oh my
1: god. So, I love that. There we go. So uh thank you again, ladies, for uh joining me on this review. So for Niza and Frosty, I am Peter. Thank you guys for listening.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us all this time. True as it can be.
0: A little change. Small
2: to say the least. Both a little scared.
1: Be the one prepared. Beauty and the beast.
2: Thank you for listening to the Cortemp Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortemp Parts shows, visit CortempArts.com.